0: the podcast old head ed with you another week thank you for joining me another week uh, it's been some time off but uh, we're right back at it again uh, today we're recording live from the well, live to live to the device it's not live you're not gonna hear it live but we're recording out of the workout and that might um, that might give away a little bit as to who I'm de- I'm talking to today who my guest is so but I'm still gonna do the intro uh, we're recording live at The Workout. Uh, shouts to The Workout. Um, the gentleman I'm speaking to today is one half of the team behind the It's Not Just Boot Camp, the show, another podcast I listen to. Uh, now it's in its fifth season, I believe. He'll correct me if it is or isn't. It's got a whole new format. Um, he's known as the Bootcamp Rebel. Mr. Bootcamp himself. Uh, if you know about Bootcamp After Dark, you know who I'm referring to. Um, actually, the, the newest title, which I'm proud to say, is uh, he's uh, he's been nominated as Coach of the Year with the WBFF, which we we'll, we'll get into that anagram later. Uh, none other than Raphael Morat. What up? How are you doing, up? sir? chilling lovely lovely i'm Happy so glad. On. Oh, I'm, and on. i'm glad that you're here man this is definitely a pleasure we've been talking about this for a while yes yes it's funny because our our uh, our podcast um i don't i don't want to say career our podcast journey <laughs> excellent go. i like that our podcast journey has kind of like been um on the same track yeah. it's just you got off to a, you got out of the blocks a little quicker than i did but uh, one of the things amongst other things that we found we had in common um we both listen to podcasts and um we would share them with each other, and then uh, we also shared our uh, our interest in doing our own podcast. And uh, you jumped on it sooner. You, you're a lot of the a lot of the inspiration for me doing this or finally oh, cool. getting on the ball. You know, right. I could I could I could attribute to to a group a handful of people. You're definitely there. Thank you. um, but enough about me and my relationship. Raphael Moret, uh, like I said, he's a, he's a coach, um, fitness coach, nutritionist. Um, all around life expert in a <laughs> sense, <laughs> is that fair to say? <laughs> yeah. okay. Well, you live it, so that kind of makes you, it. you an gotta expert, on life. Live it. I guess so. Dope, dope. So, yeah. um, oh, wait, okay. Let me, let me take it back. Uh, so back. So you guys could know Raphael how I know Raphael. I met Raphael years ago. I want to say two thousand and twelve. Oh, actually, no, it was late two thousand and seventeen. It was a Halloween get together. Uh, like the first time I met him, I remember I was wearing a uh, an Adidas tracksuit with some shell toes and a. And a, and a bucket hat. And our first conversation went something along the lines of, um, you mentioned, oh, I, I'm from Jersey, and uh, I used to train DMC, from yes. Run DMC. Yes. Darren McDaniel." so I was like, oh, snap. So he's like, okay, so we're in the same area. Okay, okay. So that was I'm the going. early, that yeah, was I, early start. You starting. know, I saw a picture
1: of that the other day on Facebook. It, okay. Uh, it was in the, uh, those uh, whatever years ago today. Yeah. Uh, it was in the background, because my brother was at that party. Uh, one, of, um, one of my brothers, that's right. okay was at that party. Yeah,
0: yeah. And uh, there's a snapshot of you guys dancing. There you go. <laughs> yeah, so, or attempting to, definitely at our age. Yeah. So, what got you into fitness?
1: You know, I think that uh, if if we if we go back and funny because we're doing a show on that too uh, okay. next week, but if we go back, I remember always being drawn to like the GI Joes uh the rocky movies mm-hmm. uh when i saw terminator like i was in awe of arnold more than the movie okay um and i was just always drawn to that like man like those guys look awesome like you know and and all the cartoons that i watched i watched because you know the, the whatever cartoon like they were muscular and they yeah. were good, so Thunder I cats, love He-Man, Thundercats, yeah. like, I like Panthro. Yes, yeah, yeah. like, that's my too, that's so, that too. <laughs> so all those things always called me and I remember I, I think I was 11 I was eleven or so and I used to take apart G.I. Joe's because they used to have a little screwdriver in the back okay. and I would make my own G.I. Joe's to make them bigger and stronger <laughs> uh, and then when I couldn't find any more Uh, It was my 12th birthday. I had all the G.I. Joes, I had all of them. Wow. It was my 12th birthday and I put them all in a box and I gave them to my mom and I said, I want weight, I want dumbbells, I want, back in the day they used to have like this iron bar that you would squeeze and it's all like you would bend it. Okay. And they used to have these uh, like cast iron straps that you would pull apart. Yeah, yeah. And you could go like to Kmart back then and buy this workout kit for home. So that's what I wanted for that birthday. Wow. I got rid of all my toys. Yeah, and it was almost like that crossover. Like yeah, they served no their purpose. Toys. And then I got dumbbells. I got that bar. I got the hand grips. Yeah, uh, I got like a push-up bar, and that was the day that 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 just became my obsession. Wow, like obsessed with it. Like that's all I would do. Wow, I would, all I would think about. Like, and then from twelve to like sixteen or so that evolved more and more like we moved from the apartment that we lived at when I got that into a house and I got rid of my bed and mm. put a solo flex in uh, and <laughs> I'll my, just sleep on my, this thing I just sleep on this thing like <laughs> I got a solo flex and then we moved from that house to another house and when we moved to that house there was a little room probably the size of this room here uh, in the back and I put the solo flex the dumbbells that I got when I was 12. Okay i still had them and started assembling a little gym and this was i was already 16 almost 17 and after school that was where people came to work out okay my little back room uh and there were plenty of weights uh and that was the thing like if you were into working out and we went to school together you had come to my you found your way in that space
0: okay um
1: and then along with that, then the collection of magazines, yeah. uh, Muscle and Fitness, Flex magazine, I used to read them all. And then uh, supplements started to call me. I'm like, oh, maybe I could take some protein. You know, you start to see that that's why the ads are there. You know? Yeah. I'm like, maybe I need this to get bigger. Yeah. So I, I ventured into GNC to buy my first protein powder and uh, it tasted like crap. It was <laughs> the worst thing I've ever, <laughs> but I'm like, this is what they're taking. So yeah. I down it. And, uh, back then mega mass had just come out. I used to come in like this big bag that looked like dog food. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, okay. And it was like, well, I need 2000 calories. And I started doing that. And, and then I started getting so into all these supplements. Like I was fascinated that mm. there were so many Yeah. and I'm like, well, what does this do? And what does that do? and, and, and honestly, you know, even in school, I was like that consumed all my time. Like what does that supplement do? How does this work? I'm like, look at that guy, what does he do? And I just started asking a lot of questions about that. And I had just started working I had my, I had just got my first job. I worked in a factory, um, like in a warehouse. One of my buddies, his dad owned a, a baking, a bakery warehouse. Okay. And they imported and exported things. And, uh, he gave me a job, you know, at night unloading trucks and didn't require any skills. There you go. Uh, but, you had to be able to pick up like a 60-pound I bag of flour or something. something. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> No team lift there. No team. No belt either. No. <laughs> uh, but I was like, you know, I, I like the fact that I'm making money. And then I walked into GNC one day to, to buy something. And I saw that they were hiring. But I was 17. So I didn't look 17. So I asked, you know, what the requirements were. I said, you have to be 18 or whatever. And I'm like, all right, cool. Walked out. And uh, I didn't have my birth certificate. But I had my uh, baptism certificate, which okay. back then, you know, uh, I'm not even gonna say when in the 90s that was. We're <laughs> not gonna date then, ourselves. Uh, that would have worked, that, that certificate w- would work. So what I did is I went home and I whited out the year and put the right <laughs> year, the year I needed it to be, made a copy, walked back in, I'm no. like, here you go. And they hired, I mean, I was gonna be 18 in like a month. Yeah, uh, so you just couldn't wait that I month. Just, that I month is a, lot. Was a long time. A long time. A month a could have been an time. eternity, you know? Yeah, and I wanted the job, you know? For real. I didn't even care what they paid, I just wanted to work there. They could have said, listen, we'll hire you for free, I got a break. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, and I started working there, and within within two months, I got promoted to, to assistant manager. Nice. Uh, by month three, they gave me my own store. Like I was selling supplements like crazy. Uh, like I knew so much about this stuff because that's yeah. all I read. And, and I was so excited about it too. Yeah. Like you walked in and we were having a conversation for 30 minutes about all this stuff and you want to buy everything. That's what I'm saying, that's what you want to buy from. <laughs> yeah, I was so excited <laughs> about it. You want to buy everything I said. So oddly enough, you know, it worked out. Okay. And then, so I worked at GNC for three months, uh, going on my fourth month and I had already graduated high school. And I was, uh, this was back in Puerto Rico. I lived in Puerto Rico at the okay. time. And I was ready, getting ready to move to New Jersey to go to Rutgers. And uh, there was no transfer available. So mm. I didn't even know what a transfer was, either way. Yeah. Uh, but I was going to school. I'm like, I gotta stop this. And that was the end of that. So I moved to Jersey. I get to Jersey. First job I get is at a gym. Uh, I'm at the, the, the school gym every day. And uh, I used to have to take the, the train to from from Newark to Jersey City. And every time I got to Jersey City, I would go to the mall, and the GNC at that mall was like right off the tracks. Wow. So I would stop in there regularly, and one day the guy's like, wow, you're in here every day. I'm like, yeah, you know, I used to work at GNC or whatever. He said, like, well, we're looking for somebody. And and that was the day that, that a bigger door opened, because they hired me, they, they saw my stuff, they hired me, for, they said, you can't be a manager anymore." I, said, I don't care. Like, yeah. you know, so they hired me there, and within a year, I was working at a bigger store. Okay. Uh, I worked for a few months at the GNC that was under World Trade Center before it came down. Wow. So I used to take the path into Manhattan, uh, right at WTC. And, and I did that commute. I worked at a GNC in Bayonne. From there, I got promoted to, uh, it was my first promotion to be a manager again. Okay. Uh, and I worked at, a, at another store in Jersey City, and I blew that store up. And they moved me to a store in Staten Island. So I worked in Staten Island for a wow. little bit. I used to have to take that bridge. And this is all while you're going to school? is <laughs> all, yeah, 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 for Man, sure. that something. Um, and I was just so into it, you know? Yeah. And that, uh, and then it started to get like work. Okay. Then it was like, you know, why is your store not producing? And I'm like, I'm like 21 or whatever. I'm like, <laughs> you know, like what party am I going to tonight? Yeah, exactly. You know, so, so the fun stopped. Mm. Uh, and then when it became work, Uh, that was the, all right, wait a minute, like, you know, a lot of demands that I'm not ready to meet. And at the time it was more immaturity than anything, but you know, that was like anything else that was where that path ended. Okay. And when, while that path was ending, I had, you know, progressed in my knowledge of fitness and things like that and was getting ready to, you know, get my first job at a gym, which is you know, not what I had planned, but what I wanted to do next. I'm like, if I could work at a gym and be a trainer, you know, that would be cool. Yeah. You know, I could train people now. Okay. Now I'm in the trenches. Now I could train you and I could tell you what to take. That like, you know, you're doing it for free. I yeah. Do that for free all day. <laughs> and uh, I walked into this gym and the guy who was interviewing me was uh was a paraplegic wheelchair athlete. Wow. And he had built this gym uh, in the middle like middle Jersey. Uh, from the ground up like from a little hole in the wall he built it to like this three-story gym and he was telling me he used to compete in the in the wheelchair Olympics and wow and, like, super inspiring uh, and I said I want to be a trainer he said well you just got certified you know our trainers are like top-notch this yeah. and that um, he said but I think you'd be really good at sales and I'm like, like, who, do, who did you talk to? Did somebody tell you that? Like, who do you know? I'm like, okay, I'm like, but to sell what? Yeah. He's like to sell memberships. I'm like, you guys sell memberships? Because to me, it's like you walked in the gym to join.
0: Yeah. Not like Why would you have to sell somebody, to sell the idea. somebody something
1: they want. Yeah. You know? uh, little did I know that it was a big struggle, and that people walk through the gyms all day long. And not join around. Like it was such a mystery. It was like, what do you mean? Yeah, like yeah. what brought you weights? this point? <laughs> <laughs> right. So he's like, I think you'd be really good at that. And I said, okay. I said, he's like, and then as you're, you're here for a while, you know, then maybe you can start training people. I'm like, all right, awesome. As long as I could train people at some point, and I'm in the gym already, yeah. I'm like, I'll take the step, you know. Okay. I always knew that it was like I could take a step. If I got in the door, I was in. Mm. So I started selling and then I realized that the people that were selling sales were the ones making money because they were working on commission. And and then they would get a commission for every membership they sold. And they were selling memberships all day long and the trainers were only training people every so often. So then the money part came in and I'm like, wait a minute. You're like, like I like this training thing, but I like this money thing. You yeah. know? And he was nice enough to send me to my first uh, sales seminar. I went to a seminar with Tom Hopkins who sold real estate but the information there, like I left there applicable and it too. was like you gave me my cape and yes. the S came out <laughs> and now I had tools, yeah. tangible things that I could sell. Like yeah. it was, and then it was on fire. Okay. And then it was like, I was selling memberships to, so <laughs> man, like every, like you could not stop me. But again, young, got too cocky got you know ahead of myself yeah. and uh i think like a year into that stint they had moved gyms a bigger gym i'm selling like crazy and it just got to my head and, and i thought it was beyond everything and uh, and at one point i was like you know i don't really have to do this anymore like, <laughs> you know i got too full of myself uh and then i realized that i really did love the gym and and then i almost had to start all over okay. and found a job there was a gym in jersey city that was a dungeon like like you walk through these doors and the gym was three stories down. Like, wow. Like this was an old school, old school that I wish was around because I'd love to work out there now. Yeah. But uh, this was a, a dungeon, man. Like and I walked in and I said I used to work for this guy and they like, I know that guy. Yeah. Like he used to compete with us. So anyway, they were happy I didn't work there anymore. Yeah. Didn't ask too many questions and hired me. And and they said you could train here, you could sell here. Before you know it, I was working at this dungeon. Selling a bunch of memberships. I was going to say, it's like, it's like, I imagine
0: it's a lot harder to sell a dungeon than it is. But it was crazy, crazy now. like,
1: um, <laughs> and then as I started to learn more about the business that I'm like, you know, there's just other opportunities out there and, and they weren't giving me a lot of hours and I needed more money. Like I was used to selling a lot. Mm-hmm. So I found another job at another gym and I would work them both. You know, I've never not wanted to work. I've always wanted to. I work as much as I have to. So I started working at one gym in Paramus, which is like north, like north north Jersey, and then this other gym in like southeastern. Like the train commute and bus commute was like two hours. Wow. I would take a train. I would take a bus to a train, train it, and then hopefully make it so that I could jump on the bus and take it. Because if not, it was a, a mile and a half walk. Uh, and that was back and forth every day. You know, so, so, my so even your I training
0: to be, took training yeah, on a train. Yeah, it was crazy because I had to
1: like, and then, and, and it's funny because I was telling, uh, I was telling like the other day that back, you know, back then there was no Uber or anything, but I yeah. was cabinet for a lot of these things. Yeah. I would take a cat like a, a two mile, like it was a five dollar ride. Yeah. It didn't matter, like five bucks here, five bucks, it was better than waiting for the bus. Yeah. Uh, but I wish it was an Uber back then. And it was short Uber, your day yeah, too. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, but anyway, long story okay. short, uh, I ended up quitting at the dungeon because the bigger gym offered me a management position, okay. and they had a lot more growth potential. And Ooh. and then I grew with them for like four or five years. You know, I just kept growing and growing. My name got out there. I started doing some speaking at different fitness conferences. Okay. Uh, and then there was one winter that I was like, man, like, I don't want to shovel snow no more. I was outside and I'm like, this is just miserable. <laughs> like it's cold. Yeah. Like I, I, I just wasn't happy truth is i wasn't happy with 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 where we were going in terms of growth and the business and and again my cockiness started to kick in again and i was like you know i should be doing so much more and and i blamed it on the winter and the snow and and uh car insurance in jersey is like 10x man Uh, like it's uh, crazy so my dad lived in in deltona which is like 20 minutes north of orlando and i was like i could be living down there and the car insurance is so much cheaper. <laughs> and uh, the, mo- the motivating factors. So I started. Uh, I started looking to see if there were any job openings, and there was. Uh, I worked at it at the, uh, the gym that I worked at was a World Gym, and there was another World Gym in Orlando uh, that the guys had just bought the rights to, and they had three World Gyms, and they were looking for a, a general manager for all three. And I sent in my application. I had made a lot of connections, so a few people vouched for me. Uh so they said why don't you fly down, we'll interview you. And sure enough, within within a week of that, I hate this snow, mm-hmm. uh they offered me a job, they said you're gonna be a new GM, you just gotta relocate. And I was like, all right, well, like by when? Like like tomorrow? Like because it's happening. Because you know? the
0: snow is real out here. The snow is real.
1: <laughs> so January 3rd, uh I I drove down, it took me 24 hours, I drove straight, yeah. two stops for gas and food, and that was it. Uh, I mean, one straight drive, and uh, and started working that Monday, and what you gonna call it, the the expectations of what they offered and what was actually happening weren't meshing. Yeah, they didn't like so me. I start, so I drew, I relocated from New Jersey, packed my truck, moved down, um, and that Monday by Wednesday, I had had my first confrontation with one of the the, the partners, Okay. Uh, because I was brought in to, to revamp everything. Yeah. They were doing like 1980s stuff in early 2000s. They were still doing the and Physical like, yeah, with yeah, the, right, the yeah. and John. And I was like, you guys got to get with it, you know? Yeah. And so that was Wednesday. So I'm two days in already. Uh, Friday morning, they said something that rubbed me the wrong way. It was like 10 a.m. I said, okay, I'm out. Wow. And I quit wow. after relocating. <laughs> It was four days. Wow. Uh, I was like, "This is because it, you know, at that point I knew enough. I'm like, this isn't going to change. Yeah, you know, I'm not going to be here for a year hoping that it'll change when these guys are just setting their ways. And then they'll set it, they'll put it on you. If anything, they could say, and "Oh, well, like, he oh, was we supposed brought this guy from New York. He was supposed to you make know, this change. Was, yeah, I'm like, all right, that's it. Yeah. Uh, and luckily, you know, I mean, I had been doing it already like ten years, yeah. so I had some connections and I made a few phone calls. Within a week, I was inside another gym, um, so now I'm going on my 5th or 6th place uh, and they offered me a job to run another gym that they had and within a week of being there, uh, the place got raided. Uh, the owner of the gym was was selling all kinds of things in the back and, oh, and the place got raided and, and that was a crazy time.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, the gym stayed open while they were getting their proof or whatever. Mm-hmm. And one of the days, some dude came in and he went and wanted a tour of the gym. You know, that's how we would sell memberships. And at the end, he said, "Listen, I'm, I'm not here to join. He's like, I run this LA Fitness and whatever. I'm the GM there. I just, I'm just recruiting people to come. Okay. And I had vowed never to work at a corporate gym. Like, that just wasn't my my feel because I wanted to do my own thing. Yeah. You know, when you go work at a corporate anything, you got to do their thing. Yeah. And and I was like, all right, so I don't want to do the corporate stuff, but this gym's about to close. Let me just hear what they got, you yeah. know. So, I met with them. I went down. They hired me. Uh, they said, and, and I said, you know, do you have management opportunities? Did we do, but LA Fitness doesn't hire any managers. You got to start from the bottom. I said, no problem. You know, okay. sign me up. Like, yeah. how long is this gonna take? <laughs> so again, within a few months, I got promoted to assistant manager, and I was there for almost two years, wow. uh, selling corporate memberships. Okay. Uh, and and honestly, and no bash about LA Fitness because I have a membership there now, but there's nothing fitness about LA Fitness on the business side. You know, it's it's all about the numbers, dollars. You know, yeah, how many memberships can you sell? Not how many people can you help. Yeah, uh,
0: there it doesn't make a difference. You know, yeah, yeah. So, how many. People come through the door, and how many you get to stay? That's it. Exactly, that's all that matters. So let's go. Let's jump into the the, the moment that made you decide. You know what? I'm, I've had so many years' experience. I've been through this place. I've been through that place. I've seen. I've experienced. I'm gonna do this on my own. I'm gonna start up my own thing and help people bring the fitness back into that's a,
1: business. That's a great story. I was uh, I had I was working at a at a gym in Brickell, okay, down here in Miami, and. Um, the, the I was working part-time so so this is funny, I was working part-time in Brickle. Okay. Back to the to the Jersey analogy. So yeah. in my brickle from five in the morning till ten in the morning. And then I was the, the personal training director for a chain of world gyms in Palm Beach County. So <laughs> yeah, that's I, would, a distance. I would so I would leave the Brickle at 10 a.m. and as a as a as a trainer and go into my training director position mm-hmm. and my first gym was in Boca, well Deerfield, Boca, West Boca Palm Beach uh, Gardens, wow. West Palm Beach, so I would make my rounds all day. Yeah. Uh, which I was used to doing. So, uh, so I was doing that every day. With cheaper insurance. With cheaper, cheaper car insurance, insurance yeah. key and no yeah. snow. Exactly. So <laughs> I mean winning. <laughs> so you're making your rounds. <laughs> so I'm making my rounds. And at the time I had the, the boot camp thing was taking off. Um, people were talking about you could train more people in one session, mm. charge them less and, and be able to impact more people. So I was like, I'm all about that. Yeah. And my arrangement with the gym at the time in Brickell was that we would split whatever I charge 50, okay. 50, but it was based on training one person. One morning the, the, the GM shows up and I have 20 people outside, you know, that are all paying 20 bucks a pop. and my 50 50 split was on the rate for just one person and everything else I could keep. Okay. So I was keeping like a bunch of money and they're like, this isn't going to fly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that, like that math doesn't work, yeah, for sure. but that's what we agreed on. Yeah. And they're like, well, you can't do that here no more. I said, well, then I can't do it here no more. You're right. And at that moment I said, you know what? And I can't do it for those people either. Cause these people are just hounding me for more. I said, that's it. I'm done. I'm done. And, and I'll work as much as I have to work for me. And I got all these people outside. Yeah, we're gonna start. We're gonna kill it. You know. Yeah. And uh, so I moved the class that was outside of the gym to the other side of the building. Okay. Still outside, 6 a.m. And the manager saw us and called the cops on us.
0: <laughs> Illegal activity. I'm like, apparently. All right. I
1: said no problem. I said there's parks everywhere. I go to a park. Like I found a park. First morning at the park. That park didn't open on time. Mm-hmm. Uh. And by the end of that week, I had lost everybody. So now I had quit both my jobs, started this business, and everyone had quit on me. And then I was like, "Oh, shit, now what?" <laughs> and uh, so I had to start from scratch, and okay. I had to learn about you know marketing and advertising, which I had already picked up a lot about you know the internet, websites. I had already done that to build my clientele at the biz- at the gyms that I worked at. Okay. So it was just doubling down on it, yeah. and. Uh, one person came back, two people came back. Then we had 10, three classes, eight locations, different parts of, of, of South Florida. Uh, fast forward a few years, we opened our first brick and mortar, Okay. Uh, and now it's been 10 years since that. Wow. You know? Wow. And uh, ups and downs like any business, yeah. uh, but we're still cranking. But nothing unmanageable. At all. Still I mean, pushing we've, we've been through some ups and downs, but yeah. we're cranking. I remember, I remember
0: park the park. I-, I jumped in. Uh, like I said, I know we met in uh, that'd be 2011, um, that that Halloween, and then it was 2012 where I actually got involved with the class, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and that was at Brian Piccolo. And funny, they kicked us out of that park. <laughs> I remember, I remember, and it. it uh, I remember being in the class. The thing that stuck out to me, my very first class. For those who um, who are interested in doing something like this. And are, you know, have like reservations about, no, oh, am I the type? Am I not the type? Can I do this? Can I not? That first class is the worst. Um, I, I pushed through and I think a lot of it was just like male ego, like, I got to get through these exercises. Uh, you know, I got to do it how he says, and I'm not going to pace myself. I'm just going to push through for the time. And of course, there was a lot of stopping involved. And in my back of my head, towards the end of this 45 minutes yeah. roughly. Mm-hmm. Um, I start going. Why am I not sitting on my couch at home? <laughs> like, like why am I in the <laughs> like there's a Knicks game on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like in the middle of this kettlebell swing. I'm like, what? What am I doing here? What am I doing here? But eventually, you find out that you know, in order for it to stop hurting, you have to go back and you have to keep doing it. And then you realize that the more, the longer lapses you have in, in physical movement, mm-hmm. the, the more it feels like that first class. Yeah. And that was two thousand twelve and um and uh, we, we rode out for a while and yeah. it was and it was a hell of an experience it's a lot it's um it's a lot of um i know you said you wanted to reach out and, and inform people and teach and there's still elements that I use today um, whether it's the eating portion still exercise um, and it all helps uh, I think I want to contribute to uh I want to contribute the boot camp to my ability to recuperate from my ACL surgery back in uh, yep. 15. So, uh, you know, late 14, messed up my ACL, had a surgery set for the not, end. Not in my class. Not in the class. No, that no, was no that an unsanctioned was... event. <laughs> yeah. Unsupervised. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, definitely. So, uh, at the end of January, I had the surgery. And um, actually, I reached out to you to ask you, hey, what can I do to prepare for this? What am I, you know, what am I facing? Um, and uh, you gave me a couple of exercises I did at home right up until the day of the surgery. And um, the reason I'm saying all this is to show that some type of physical activity or even something at this level, it really helps because once I got into my rehab, um, when they first asked me to do the first couple of things they, they expect of you once you're out of the surgery and you're doing rehab, I, I, it was no problem for me. Yeah. And they were, they were amazed. They were like, okay, that was pretty easy for you. And it came from just you know, preparing your body to yeah. do certain things 100%. in certain conditions. So, um, so yeah, so that was a bit of our journey. The parks, I remember the parks, and I, I, I mean, it, it helped out a lot. Um, and now you're doing it on a level where you're helping people reach a, uh, a, a place where they can actually compete
1: yeah you know that that's that's been the next journey uh that we stepped on are we good on time there yeah yeah no, no good. Okay. yeah no.
0: yeah no, I no. It,
1: doesn't it cut at 30.
0: i have not had that experience yet okay good. but we'll let it fly no, we'll, it. we'll see what happens we'll jinx it. Yeah. uh
1: so so you know there's a there's a lot of stuff in health and fitness right there's, yeah. there's crossfit and there's boot camps and and there's working out and there's all shapes and sizes and colors and, mm-hmm. and people have theories about where we're whatever and there's just so much, yeah. right? And there's so many diets, and there's so much. There's just an overwhelming amount, like, more than ever, right? Yeah. Like, we have more diets and, and fitness routines than we've ever had in history, and and we are more overweight than we have ever been. Like, and that math does <laughs> That parallel... Yeah, any, that's you weird. Know? <laughs> like, like, gyms and, and diets are so accessible, but... Like, so, so something's not right. And apparently everybody's doing something. Everyone is doing, doing something. Everybody's doing something,
0: but nothing's... And everyone
1: is an expert on the thing that they're doing, you know, <laughs> and everyone wants you to join their thing, you know, Yeah. Uh... Uh, which is comical, <laughs> but regardless. <laughs> so I, I always knew from day one, I knew that combining all of the things that I had learned in this format uh, could produce big, big results, right? Okay. You just needed to do the work, be consistent, uh, and I knew that you know the way that I teach eating, uh, or sensible eating, or, or whatever you want to call what we teach, yeah. uh, could produce big results. Yeah. Uh, and I think I think that there are only three types of results that we all look for. You either want to look better, you want to perform better at something, mm-hmm. or you're looking for longevity. Right? You want to live forever. That's the one I'm on yeah. right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so. 50, 60 years, we'll be cranking in, 100 years, we'll be cranking you know, Yeah. Um, but anyway, the aesthetic part where you wanna look better, most people think that it's like this crazy sacrifice where you're hours in the gym and you're sacrificing your food, everything is boiled or baked or whatever. And and I knew that it didn't have to be that way. Uh, so last year, when when you know my significant other, Laïs. You know, Shouts to you, Lice. Shout out. Uh, we're vibing, like I said yesterday. You know? <laughs> um, she said she wanted to get ready for a show. And I took it like... Have um, like you ever watched How I Met Your Mother? Yeah, I a couple episodes. Challenge here, accepted.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. I
1: said, I'm going to help you through this, but we have to do it at our gym, doing our workouts, and, and, I'm, I'm, and then we're going to make your eating work in a way that anybody could do this. And... And I know that in six months I can get you on stage looking shredded like a fitness competitor. On stage, in front of people. On stage, in front of people, down in a bikini. And not in a bikini, on the beach where no one's really looking at you. There, there's judges. Right, like people are judging you, which is like... Spectators, <laughs> the all The whole it. deal. Um, so it was almost like, if this works, right? Yeah. Then, then not from a cocky standpoint, like when I was young, but it was more like a punch in the mouth. like just do what I'm freaking telling you to do, mm-hmm. like, you know, Yeah, you'll see, like, the see it through. Yeah. Uh, but along the journey, we discovered so many other elements, okay. like, yeah, the science, like, I was right, you know, the training, the eating, all that work, but the person that she became along the journey in her transformation was so much bigger than the way that she looked, uh, that all of that came out of her, you know, and... By default, you know, whether you believe in energy or don't, like, it attracted more people. Yeah. And more people followed her journey and and people reached out and said, listen, if, if you can get in that kind of shape eating Pop-Tarts every day, shit, I, I gotta be able to do that. Because yeah. I've been dieting forever and nothing works. Yeah. And, and there was no Pop-Tarts. And there were no Pop-Tarts ever, you know. <laughs> and uh, so she competed in a show. Okay. Uh, and on our way, like, she competed in a show in Orlando last year. And on our way down, like, people started calling and reaching out. And inside of a month from that show, we had a team of like 10 people wow. that wanted to compete like soon, like not in their lifetime, like in the yeah. next six months, you know? And uh, so I took 10 people to another show, all different, all starting point, never had done it before. Yeah. Uh, and proved it once again, like wow. you do the do, like, you know. That's it. And uh, so we kept doing it. And then uh, and then Lais like, caught the bug and she wanted to be more competitive because people do it for two reasons they either want to go through the process bucket list type thing yeah i want to look better big commitment big Mm -hmm. reveal that's awesome Mm -hmm. uh but she called the competitive bug she's like well how do i win you know because winning for some people is doing it like you get on stage you look awesome shredded whatever grip it's like you know the person you became as a result of that correct um you win that you win your body and the new you uh, but then she was like, well, how do I beat other people? Like, how do I come in and be competitive at this? Yes. Um, uh, well, that's a different conversation. You know, like <laughs> those pop-tarts might need to go, uh, with well, croquetas instead. <laughs> we need that Latin <laughs> flavor. <laughs> so, uh, so sure enough, we started talking about getting more competitive and, and we went, competed in Orlando a year later. Uh, and she became a pro, nice. uh, and you know, for a lot of times people don't even maybe don't comprehend what that means but the only way the best way to explain it is anybody that competes for the first time is an amateur and an amateur would be like that college ball player the high school ball player they're all amateurs right yes uh and only a handful of them get drafted to the nba or or the nfl well once they get drafted if that team signs them they are a pro they're considered so laice is now a pro fitness competitor nice uh as a result of of the last contest that she did and in two weeks we're going to go to the world championships which would be like the Super Bowl or the NBA. Okay. So so that's where we're at now. Nice.
0: And 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 I'm going to allude back to the uh, my intro and this is we're discussing about the the WBFF. Mm-hmm. So what is the WBFF? Standard? So there's so there's a
1: lot of different federations in in fitness com- competitions, right? Okay. So just like um, like in basketball, you have the NBA, that's a staple, right? Yeah. But you got the CBA, you got yeah. the NBA Developmental League, you got other leagues in Europe, the European League. Yeah. Uh, so in, in fitness, bodybuilding, whatever, there's a lot of different leagues.
0: Okay.
1: Um, and in this particular league, uh, the style of competition uh, leaves a lot more room for the people to kind of bring their own flavor. Okay. Uh, and uh, it allows uh, maybe the women to, to bring more of their femininity to the, to the table. And and it doesn't only rely on, on the way they look in comparison to another person. So they don't line people up on stage and it's like her shoulders, her shoulders, her legs, their legs. Okay. It's, it's well, how does she look on stage? Right. Is She bringing a better package, you know. They have them come out in sometimes in theme wear like Victoria's uh, Victoria's Secret Angels. Okay. Uh, or in a gown. Like you've been working out so hard, mm-hmm. how do you look in a dress?
0: Yeah. You know? So yeah.
1: so it's a lot. There's a lot more thing. There's a lot more involved, and uh, that called her more and, and they, put on, they put on what we consider like a show instead of, you know, in, in some auditorium, people get on stage and, and then it's done, it's more of a, a spectacle. It's a production. Yeah, yeah. It's a production, it yeah. sure is. Um, and all the shows that we've been to have been like that and we're just, you know,
0: now we're part of the family. Nice, you know. nice, and, and you're going to the, the Super Bowl of things. Now we're going and, to the uh, Super Bowl. How, how far is that out? Uh, we're two weeks away. Okay, wow,
1: two wow, weeks away. okay. Um, and we're really going, you know, for the experience of being there okay you know like again they competed six weeks ago i have two pros that are going all right um so they competed six weeks ago not really enough time to prepare for the caliber of competitors that are going to bring it you know they're probably been training all year for this yeah yeah uh but enough to qualify enough to make it where do we stand you know And and what's this all about? Like now it's again like going to the Super Bowl, and that right? plays into the win too. Right. The fact that the fact win. that if
0: you if you haven't been planning this for a whole year, but you jumped in at this point, and then you got on there and you competed. That's 100. Yeah. So so it's a
1: so it's a big thing. Um, it's kind of like I, I honestly would not even envision that, but it's like you know, this is where you're at right Yeah. <laughs> here it is. is.
0: <laughs> Dope. You mentioned the pop tarts. You mentioned croquetas. So. Just a quick overview of what a meal plan would look for someone that's uh, getting into something like this. So with dieting
1: uh, and going back to, you know, the way that I teach it, I think that the best diet is the one that you're going to be able to stick with. Okay. The one you're going to be able to follow. Yeah. Uh, You call it whatever you want. You call it keto or carnivore or paleo. Like insert name. doesn't make a difference. Yeah. The one that you're going to follow day in and day out is going to be the best diet for you because you are compliant with it. You know, you're consistent with it. Um, does it, does that particular diet fit your goals is a different question, right? Mm. Um, but once you figure out which plan is the right plan, the, what creates compliance and what creates consistency in a meal plan is also food preferences. So, you know, a lot of, one, one of the questions that I get asked the most is, is this a good food or a bad food? Is this a bad meal? It's all food. You know, there's no good or bad. It's just food. Yeah. Does it support your goal? is a different question, right? Makes sense. So when, when you're looking at a diet, it's. Does Do the food preferences that you have support your goal, right? And then can we fill the gaps in with other stuff? Uh, because if you're eating the food you prefer, I think that by default, you would be more consistent. Correct. And more compliant. Yeah. If, you, if you walk in and you say, listen, I'm gonna have a bowl of ice cream, whether you tell me I can or I can't. <laughs> and, and my response isn't gonna be what most people would say, like, "Well, you're never gonna get in I would say, okay, what flavor? You
0: know,
1: <laughs> they see that coming, <laughs> and then you're gonna say, Well, I like the mint chip, or I like fudge. I'd be like, Okay, how much do you normally have? And the person would say, This much, and I say, Is that enough? They're gonna be like, Yeah, I'm like, Okay, so let's work the rest of the day around that. Okay, what else could we eat to support that? So you never have to give that up, uh, and then the rest of the day fits because I think that when you're dieting, life is gonna get in the way, definitely, you're yeah, in traffic, you're stressed. You have you want to go out to whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Insert life thing, but if you know that at the end of the day your diet dictates that you have to have this bowl of ice cream on the worst day, you're not gonna skip it. Yeah. You're not gonna yeah. be like, damn, this As ice I cream. Matter you gonna look forward to it, right? You're <laughs> not gonna be like this ice cream again. You know? <laughs> so, so I think that that immediately creates compliance. Okay. You know, because now you've got something you're looking forward to. Now, can you live on that? No, but there are other foods that you're probably more likely to eat anyway. Mm-hmm. How do we make them work for you? You know, and then yeah. I build diets like that. Yeah. Uh, and then along the road, depending on what you want, then we adjust it. You know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so on, but we start there. You know. Excellent. Super simple. Hey, su- super simple. <laughs> Hashtag super simple. I, I seen that somewhere.
0: Yeah. Anytime Raphael said, "Yeah, this next round is going to be super simple," that's when you knew that's you cold. might not walk away from this round of exercises. It was rough. It was rough. Dope. That yeah. That's that's uh that's really interesting with the, the eating. I know a lot of people. A lot of times people go, um, when people ask, you know, even me or hey, you know, what, what do you what do you eat or what are you eating? And I say, well, I eat what I want. <laughs> and it's like, uh, and they're like, what do you mean you eat what you want? He said you eat whatever. And I go, no, I don't want that. Right. I just want this, and it's all part of like yeah, learning you know. how to uh, maneuver meals or, or certain things you should and shouldn't eat. And eventually, when you put this much into it. <clears throat> you realize, man, I really don't want that. Even though you were at a point in some time in your life where you couldn't live without it, and you're like, no, I don't want that. I think so. it's uh,
1: the deprivation thing. Like this, the second you tell somebody they can't have something or do something, they want it even more. Yeah. You know. And we're all so used to that that that's our immediate reaction. So typically, when I say the opposite, it's 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 even more of a culture shock. It's like, yeah. Well, wait. It's not typical well, for what? years. I've been told <laughs> it the other way. 'Cause it's almost like that want they wanted to you know, people wanna come and fight. Yeah. It's like they wanna yeah. like oh, I'm gonna eat this. Yeah. And they're like, Yeah, you are. <laughs> like, you didn't even know. So you disarmed them, right? Like, right. 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 wait, oh well, wait, you're supposed
0: to you're supposed wow. to challenge
1: me. And the, the, the funniest part is when it starts to work, how much that messes with people's minds. Wow. It's like, you know, this is not supposed to work. I'm only doing it to prove you wrong. And, but it's actually But it's actually you right. It's like damn it, you know. Yeah. And and it just Sometimes it just blows people's minds cuz yeah. it shouldn't be that
0: way. Exactly. And that's just eating. So you still have to meet the other requirement which is actually working out. So of course. How many times a week do you teach classes? Where are you at? Um we have classes 7 days a week. We're in Hollywood Gardens.
1: Uh, our gym is called the War- I mean, you could find us under anything South Florida bootcamp related. Okay. If, if you do the, uh, the Google search, GL thing, you know, that's free. Google's free. Yeah. You could find us under anything that says Bootcamp in South Florida, but I changed the name a few months ago to The Workout because that's really what we're known for. Yeah. You know, we vary our workouts every single day, every single class. Um, we have all these transformations and stuff, but people really know us for The Workout. So yeah. I figured, you know, what else would Just we call it? The like, baseline, The Workout. You know, somebody told me to call it The Sweatbox because it's hot in there. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I do not know if that would rank well, you know. Hey, I'm sure football. you're not the only Sweatbox. <laughs> so, so the workout, uh, the workout dot world. Okay. Uh, we did away with the dot com, um, just as a point of separation, so that you know people remembered that. Yeah. And uh, and we do plan on opening more, and, and that world just lets us open them anywhere. Uh okay. but the workout world on IG on on, on the internet, your webs. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You know,
0: <laughs> the social community the social areas. Social community. Uh, <laughs> you can find that stuff. You know, been around for a minute. Cool. So, so seven days a week. Uh, there's some classes, so there's really no excuse not to show up.
1: Yeah, there's classes. You know, every afternoon, uh, five, six, and seven p.m. when everybody gets out of work. Okay. Uh, so I, I I tell people when 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 you start to work out, you know, you're not you're never gonna no matter the goal, you one workout a week isn't gonna do anything for anybody but hurt. Yeah. Uh, so typically when somebody starts, I tell them you know you want to work out at least three times a week. You know, but if you can't find three 45 minute spots to work out, then you might need to rearrange your life a little bit because everyone should have 45 minutes somewhere to, yeah, it was to like seven days. To work on the thing that carries us through life, you know? Yeah. The one vehicle we have. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that helps you get to work and kind of stay. And accomplish everything doing. else. Yeah, so exactly. Exactly. It's not a lot to, to put aside for that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I understood. So seven times a week. Uh, Leah Gardens, you guys can come check them out. If you said the social media. Let's go through the social medias again. Uh,
1: we have we're at the world on IG. Uh, my personal one is Mr. Underscore Bootcamp. Um, I've had it for long. I've considered changing it a few times, mm-hmm. but I've had it so long. Yeah, it sticks. It's like it sticks. So Mr. Bootcamp, Mr. Underscore Bootcamp. Uh, we're on Facebook under like everything. Okay. South Florida Fitness Bootcamp. It's not just Bootcamp. The workout uh, under my name too, like we're on all of them on Twitter. Dope, yeah. I, I'm on LinkedIn, but I don't know how to use it. Yeah, same thing with me on Twitter. I'm on Twitter.
0: There's an account that holds uh, the name, but I don't know what yeah, I'm doing with like,
1: uh, I have a Snapchat, but I don't know how to use that either. That's another one. It's uh, Like I don't get it. Yeah. It's not that I don't know how to use it. I just don't get it. Like, yeah. Why would you want to do that? Yeah. <laughs> apparently. It doesn't last Popper, long. Yeah. You know, uh, I like the ones that last longer. Like I go back to my tweets. There you go. Is it a good tweet or a yeah. bad tweet, You know? Yeah, exactly. Um, but Shows we're on people. all the platforms. Okay. Uh, same thing, you know, podcasts, YouTube. Like yes, we're gonna do podcast. some more YouTube stuff now. Okay. Um, and and what I wanna do is probably like, same thing, like just convert those videos to be on Facebook and IGTV and stuff nice. like that.
0: Um, but yeah, I mean, if
1: you Google it, you'll find
0: us. You'll find us. There's no way you won't be able to find them. It's, j- it's not just bootcamp or the workout. It's not just bootcamp, the show. On yeah. YouTube and on most podcast yeah, platforms, we're on
1: SoundCloud, iTunes, uh,
0: Spotify. Okay. Insert you know, cool. Castbox. I'm, I'm still trying to crack that iTunes mm-hmm. code. Ah. Uh, I know there's a whole legion of fans mm-hmm. that I can't reach <laughs> out to, but I'm gonna get there. Yeah. So we got all the official business out of the way. Sure. Uh, we got to know Raphael. We got to know uh, his beginnings, where he's at now, and uh, he gave you a couple different ways to reach out to him. If you're in the area, if you're not in the area, and you feel like He's, he knows what he's talking about, which I believe he does. And you wanna come experience, it's never too far to travel to try once, I imagine. Yeah, for sure. And, um, so and we that, coach people online, too. Like you know. uh, See, so he has ways of reaching out to you. I know he's real good about sending out emails. If you reach out to him, he'll send out emails. He'll put you on to all types of information and everything that's coming up. Um, now that we got all the serious business out of the way, we're going to get into the second segment. It's a very popular segment. We'll be back on the other side with the brews segment. It's Brews Beats and Easter Podcast. Old Head Ed, Raphael, still in here. I'm feeling adventurous. Maybe I'll try something new about a logger or porter, pilsner, Belgian their stout. Brews Beats and Easter Podcast. Old Head Ed, Raphael Moret, our guest this week. Uh, we got to know Raphael in the first segment and uh, now here we are at the second, second segment. Uh, most of you know that this is the brews portion. For those of you tuning in for the first time, this is the brews portion. Uh, what we do is we have four different beers for our guests to sample. Um, they'll kind of give us you know, uh, the yay and nay, uh, if it's dope, if it's dog food what they think of the beer to begin with, um, along with getting to know a little bit about you know their uh, story when it comes to beer or, or beverages and whatnot of the sort. So with that, um, I wanna say that this, uh, this actual segment is sponsored by Conscious Kings. Uh, one of the beers uh, Raphael will be sampling is a Red Stripe Sorrel, straight from Jamaica. Conscious Kings, thank you very much for uh, putting me on, bringing one over. Um, for those of you who are looking for reggae-inspired things, clothing, Accessories. Uh, Conscious Kings is the way to go. It's ConsciousKings.com or Conscious Kings, Conscious, I think, underscore Kings. I should have been prepared <laughs> on Instagram, but you, you, you don't have to go too far to find it. So, shouts to Conscious Kings once again. Raphael, the first beer I got for you here is uh, from Concrete Beach. It's the Sola IPA. Um, it's here from Florida. It's brewed here in Florida, Wynwood, I believe. Uh, it's an American IPA. It clocks in at about a 6.8. Eight ABV, and uh, let me know what you think of that one. All right. Do I drink the whole thing or? A- it's how does it listen. Flow? There's no rules. All right. If no you rules. feel like you just need a taste of it and you're you're satisfied, that's good. If you want to keep going, okay. Make it happen. Went in, okay. Yeah. Wherever you're ready. Also, I like always. I uh, I got the pretzel chips here to uh, cleanse the palate in between beers. Um, it's good. Like it. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, a little bit of an aftertaste there. Um, orangey. Okay, the, the, like the citrus. Yeah, yeah IPAs are, are pretty yeah. popular when it comes to the the citrusy taste on the back end. That between the hops.
1: Yeah, but it's good. It's good. I would definitely. I would definitely drink it. Okay. I would definitely drink it. Okay. I'm
0: drinking it. You are drinking <laughs> it as, as you continue to drink? Let me tell you, I haven't had beer. Really? You don't even know. No, so I am... I'm like, wait a minute. I am free.
1: <laughs> it's so... Like, I just had a moment. Like, okay. It's so good when it hits your lips. <laughs>
0: oh, yes. No, you, you hear people say it all the time and you don't... But now it, it actually... It actually happened. It actually is good when it hits your lips. Shit. Um, earliest beer memory?
1: Um, Man, I didn't start drinking till, till a lot later. You know, I didn't drink when I was a kid. Okay. Uh, I think I was... Uh, already, like, 21 or 22, okay. uh, and I probably, probably, like, at a family party or something, Yeah, yeah. you know, an uncle, like, oh, I have a beer, you know, <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: um, and I, it could have been, it could have been a Coors Light, like, it could have been a Bud Light, either, Yeah. it could have been either one of those, um, the taste of beer at that stage in life, mm-hmm. like, didn't really call me. Yeah, like I was like, why would you drink a can of this? Like, yes, I'd rather have a Pepsi or you yeah. know, yeah. if I'm gonna drink something cold. I'm Is like, this all we have? <laughs> Is that why you're giving it to me? You people drink cans and
0: cans of this,
1: you know. Um, but I had also never been drunk or, or, or had anything like that. Yeah. So um, after a few, then you start to get loose, and I'm like, all right, I can deal with the taste. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. <know>? Um, <laughs> but for the longest time, it was never, you know. It was either whatever they had at a party. Yeah. uh, Coors Light, Bud Light, whatever. um, Yeah. Budweiser. um, Depending on on who was hosting the party, some Heineken. There you go. The the Staples, you know. Yeah,
0: definitely. Uh,
1: And even when I I went out, like, you know, back in the day when we used to go out and about Mm -hmm. after 10 p.m., uh, I would probably go with a drink drink other than a beer because I don't want to get full. Yes. You know? Yeah. Uh, I always found the beer to be filling. Yeah. Um, but then later, as maybe as I got older, I'm like, man, on a hot day, like a beer, you know? It, yeah, nothing eclipses like, it. There's just nothing like a beer that's on a for hot sure. day, you that's for sure. That's for sure. So, so it took me a bit to get it. Yeah. But, uh, but I really haven't had beer in a long time. So. Well,
0: it's funny because you're saying on a hot day. I know when we were kind of doing a little bit of the prep beforehand, and um, I asked you typically what's your go-to beer, and there was. Uh-huh. You were saying there's different scenarios. Yeah. Yeah. What are we talking you about? Know, are like, we talking about? Like you know,
1: a couple years ago, we um we found I forget what supermarket we were in, but they had this Peruvian beer Cusquena. Yes, you put me onto it. Man, at home, if you're watching a game, <laughs> if you're like, if you're just at home, yeah, you just want a casual beer. You're not really looking, you know, to mix it with anything in particular. Yeah. Cold. That's that's, you know, the way that's to my go. go-to. That's, that's the way to go. Uh, on a hot day, like if I'm outside, mm-hmm. I was working outside or washing something. Yeah. You know, probably like a Corona sits nice with okay. some lines. Yeah. Uh, you know, so it really depends on the scenario. It know?
0: does. It, it's funny how it goes hand-in-hand with situations. You yeah, know? of course. That, that's, that's pretty dope. The next beer... Yeah, go ahead. Uh, when you're done with that, the next beer is actually going to be... Uh, that one is the the red stripe, the First, sorrow. Okay. This was red stripe. I, have you had red stripe before? Never. Okay. So, bam. I don't know if we should start here. Well, we're here. I um, haven't had any of these. Okay. So whatever, whatever. Okay. This one, red stripe. You're familiar with red stripe. You yeah. see the commercials and I whatnot. Did. Well, the, well, they started incorporating flavors to their um, to their beers. Okay. Um, and this was is this only in Jamaica that they make uh, the ones with the flavors. Uh, this is a sorrel. Sorrel apparently is a um, it's a hibiscus. It's the hibiscus flower. Okay. And uh, uh, Jamaicans, right around Christmas time, um, Thanksgiving, end of the year stuff, they they're really they're known for making the sorrel drink, sorrel punch. And now they've incorporated it into the red stripe. i never had it before. I just sampled it. It's it ha- it's a little on the sweeter side, okay. but it's not a, a pleasant taste. But it's not about me. What do you think? Let's see. Give it a go. While I read off some stats here. All right, so uh, Red Stripe is from the Desnus and Gettys, uh Brewing. Um, this one's the Red Stripe Sorrel from Jamaica. It's considered a fruit and field beer. And uh, it comes in at a 3.6 ABV, and this one's found year-round. You just got to be in Jamaica to drink it, though. Or you have to have connections like I do, shouts the Conscious Kings again. Um, and if you have connections like I do, you know, they'll, they'll get you something like this.
1: What do you think? It's sweet, like you said. Yeah. Um, it's almost like a... Like a... A wine cooler type at okay. first yeah at first it's a lot fizzier than a wine cooler mm-hmm. um but you could definitely taste the uh, the hibiscus you know like like hibiscus tea yes just like that you definitely taste that in there okay but it is a lot a lot sweeter, sweeter than, than the than... one i just had yeah um but definitely refreshing okay uh this could probably go down like a lot. Like, you probably <laughs> down a few of them <laughs> <and not even laughs> before notice. you
0: realize how, how, <laughs> you many, <know.
1: laughs>
0: how many bottles you're it does are made made in. The it's graveyard. almost like a, cool, like a wine cooler. Okay, okay. Nice, nice. Um, the next one I have for you is the uh, the Copper Point Brewing, and it's their Copper Point Lager. This one's also a Florida beer. This one's an American Amber um, slash red lager. There's some hybrids. Uh, that's, that's what gives it the color. And um, it's at a 5.5% ABV. And this is also, this is actually a rotating beer, which uh, I imagine now.
1: Smells good.
0: Does it? Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, One thing that this podcast does or doesn't do well, well, actually doesn't do well, is is educate. We We don't claim to be the authority on anything. We have guests who are very knowledgeable and they'll put you on. So when it comes to rotating beer, I imagine it's every once in a while they make the beer as opposed to year round or as, a, as opposed to seasonal. Um, but this, yeah, this is Copper Point Brewing, Copper Point Lager. Um, what's your opinions on it? This is good. Okay. It's, uh,
1: um, I don't find it as hoppy. Okay. Um, it's, it's, it's actually, it's, it's like a refreshing beer okay uh I, I think that this is like a good I relate everything to food so okay no, this that's is a fine. good this is a good beer to have with a meal okay um where it doesn't it, overdo it, the meal it doesn't overdo the meal the taste isn't imposing I don't get an aftertaste from it okay you know and it's not sweet like the other one so yeah um, this is this feels like a good sit down have a burger meal have okay a steak. nice uh see so you have a steak with it but, uh, but this is good I nice. like this.
0: Okay. Yeah. And see, we're we're doing pairing already. We're already giving you ideas on dishes to have yeah, this is good. with this copper point. So you like the copper yeah. point? Excellent. Excellent. Um, nowadays, well, you said nowadays you usually go with a Corona if it's if it's uh, just by I think days. habit.
1: You know, it, it, I think a lot of the things that we do are habitual. Yes. Like you just this is. You, you, you look at the big selection and it's like, all
0: right, I'm just going to go with the one that I know to get. <laughs> yeah. right. I, I, Super simple. Super simple. Hey, nah, this is a lot to choose from. Uh, let's go with Corona. Just to, you know, if you don't have the time to sit there and kind of uh, analyze all the beers, because there is a lot. Everybody's throwing their hat in the beer game. Um, I, I'm looking. I'm hoping uh, within the next couple of months, I might give it a shot and make my own homebrew beer. Nice. So keep an eye out I for think that.
1: It'll, I might be wrong. But, okay. I think it all started with spaghetti sauce. And I'm going a different route. Okay, no, but, but, but <laughs> school us,
0: let us know. This sounds interesting. So,
1: a few like a long time ago, there was one time of spaghetti sauce, like whatever ragu made yeah. marinara, right? Yeah. And they were trying to come out with other flavors. Okay. So they had a test panel yeah. and they made that flavor and the other flavor, you know, with onions, with peppers, and so okay, they came gotcha. out with like four or five. And what they found is that they really couldn't please everybody, you know? But at that point, you could only get the one sauce. one sauce. And venturing out into one new flavor was something experimental. Mm -hmm. So all of a sudden, you know, they're like, let's just release them all. And now you go to the supermarket, you got a whole aisle of spaghetti sauce, like, you know? And it's really because, number one, you can't please everybody, you know? Not everybody's gonna buy the same But that variety and people just go for the same one once in a while they venture into yeah. the, you know oh that one has the the grape tomatoes in it yeah know.
0: this one has mushrooms in <laughs> right, it you know. Know.
1: but rarely ever do people even venture from brands that's you know, true if you're a ragu person you're not getting the prego you know you're yeah, just isn't that not crazy you know? that's wild so
0: i <laughs> <laughs> i recall i mean i recall going to doing grocery shopping and what influenced me as far as branding wasn't so much the branding but what was on two for one like, oh, yeah. you know, it's like, like pull oh, up, what oh. are we tasting this week <laughs> yeah, exactly it's like it would dictate what i would right. have so i'm glad i never developed like a taste for one specific one but i could see where just through time people go that's what they're familiar with and sometimes uh people who are not familiar with maybe with the language they might end up calling tomato sauce, ragu. Oh, get mm-hmm. the ragu. Mm-hmm. Cause they, it just becomes, it it, uh, it takes over the name of what spaghetti sauce is.
1: But even with the beer, like I was at that same supermarket a while back mm-hmm. and I was ready to grab a pack of the couscous. I'm like, wait a minute, like, why am I grabbing, like, you know, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's just not on the plan right now, but I'm like, what? But just habitually, it was gonna Muscle memory it, like, was like, "You yeah, so... to
0: grab that. Yeah, Definitely. All right, These so that was- are good. Uh, yeah, see, it's like a Ritz. You know? <laughs> yeah, you can tell I haven't eaten any. There's a This is like a Ritz. Yeah, yeah you haven't drank here in a while. And you have What eaten kind of pretzel is it. this? Because <laughs> everything tastes wonderful. <laughs> that that reminds me, coming off of one These of are your bold flavors, <laughs> one of your meal, one of your meal plans uh, a while back. I think I did. I don't know if it was a month long thing. I think it was 21 day or maybe a month long thing. And I remember <laughs> going through this meal plan, getting results. And but that very month, that Monday morning after my. <laughs> The, the meal plan was done. I went and I got pancakes at, um, which this is just kind of the, the, the each segment uh, segment bleeding into the bruise, but I, I went and I ate some pancakes at uh, Lester's. Okay. And I was sitting there eating, you know, before my work day. So I had to get out there, you know, six o'clock in the morning, so I could be at work by 7.30, sit there and eat, I'm eating these pancakes. And I was like, they put something in these pancakes. <laughs> I don't know what it is. There's like cake batter in here. And it sounded so ridiculous, because I mean pancake, it's cake batter, but it's like there's something about these pancakes Could have
1: been frozen like. yeah exactly
0: and it just had been so long that it's like that right. very first taste of pancake oh. with syrup I was like oh my god this is the best thing ever definitely not the experience the next time i went right here, but but it goes it says something to the to the fact that you're really loving the pretzels and the beers, all good which i'm sure they're all good beers um so that was the um The copper point brewing copper point lager the last one we have here is uh the funky buddha breweries key lime pie it's a tart ale brewed brewed in florida it's a berliner weiss i'm not sure what a berliner weiss is i'm sure i've had it before um sounds german okay and germans know about beer so i'm gonna ride with them go ahead and give that one a taste this is also a five percent uh no it's it's an ale it's an ale yes
1: Pale?
0: Uh, Tart. Tart. Tart ale. So there's going to be sour, definitely. Did you pick up something when you smelled it at first? Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. Very tart. Okay. Very tart. Lemony, very lemony. It does have that tea lime pie type. Okay. They went in on the flavor.
0: Did it? Okay. Mm -hmm. They're really trying to capture that. Mm -hmm. 5% ABV. It's rotating. You'll see it pop up every once in a while. Um, it's good.
1: It's very tart.
0: Yes. Very limey. So you have yeah. to come from a place where you appreciate key lime pie to begin with,
1: which I don't. Okay. Uh, but I do like the lime. Like it's not an overpowering key lime pie taste. More like very tart. Um, if if like I'll drink a lime gator, you know. So yeah. It's not bad. That 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 isn't where I'm going. Yeah. It's more like if I if I wanted a, a thirst quencher. Yeah. that would probably be a good option.
0: Yeah, something that you would drink and it's not a matter of taking it and enjoying it, it's just to, right, like you said, quench right. like the it, thirst. Like it tastes like a good thirst quencher. Yeah. Um, but of
1: the four, four. Uh, if I was gonna have some food, the copper for sure. Definitely, okay. Um, uh, the other one, like I said, very sweet. Uh, the red stripe, the sorrel? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so it, again, you could, Probably drink a few of those and not even notice. Realize
0: that you're drinking something yeah. alcoholic. Uh, okay.
1: And I actually like the first one. The, the
0: That was the um, Sola, the, Sola, the yeah. IPA, the Concrete mm-hmm. Beach. Cool, cool. Um, he tasted them all. So I, I guess you kind of did the ranking thing, which I was going to ask you to do anyway. Mm-hmm. So just- not,
1: to... not in preference, like not one better than the other. Like, okay. I, depending on the situation. Yeah. i tell you with these pretzels, the copper for sure really it opens it up opens it it up yeah Um, okay but i think i could have that with another meal which i normally wouldn't drink beer with food yeah you know Uh, again because i don't want to get full
0: exactly you want to you want to enjoy the food you want want those calories not these calories
1: um but if i had to rank them i would probably put that copper first first. because it's easier okay and then i would go with the sola i like the way that tastes okay um I'd split the other two because, honestly, like, you know, They're two ends of spectrum. They're, they're, you know, it's it's almost like they go with, with what they are. Yeah. One's sweet on the hibiscus side, and one's, uh, you know, really tart on the lemony side. Yeah. So, it would depend. I, I'd call it an even, even split, split between those two. Uh, maybe it would depend on where in the drinking
0: phase I am. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: If I was I, just getting somewhere, I might I, go lemony and finish, you know, yeah. a little sweeter.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Depending on how primed you were and ready to go. Dope. So you heard it here. Raphael tried the four beers. He gave you his thoughts on each one. Copper Point apparently is gonna be one that he's gonna look out for. Imagine himself yeah. drinking, having with a meal. Um, so we've accomplished everything we're supposed to do on this end, and, and he really likes the pretzel chips. The pretzels are great. The pretzels are on they point. <laughs> Dope. So Bruce beats and eats the podcast. Old head, Ed. This that was the Bruce segment. We'll see you guys on the other side. beats and easter podcast and it's a situation there's situations on top of situations and uh we, we're learning that as we go whether it's your uh you're drinking your beer uh your workouts and now we're going to get into music and talk about music the music rafael listens to uh what he's listening to now and what situations create in a listening environment for what type of music so rafael what are you normally listening to nowadays
1: um It's very situational. Is it okay? I mean, I had a feeling this is going to be a situation. (laughs) Uh, It you know, it's never the same. Like, there's not one genre that I'm like, this is all I'm into at the moment. Okay. Um, I can tell you if if it's a hard workout that I'm looking for uh, on a good or bad day, uh, I'm going with DMX all day long. Like first. Okay. Like I'm not even questioning that. Yeah. 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 Um, and you just play it, like, wherever it is. Like, yeah. just play it. Yeah. It's all gonna work, you know? So the aggressiveness of the songs, right. the, the gonna, lyrics,
0: it'll push you through the workout. all,
1: you know, ride or die. Like, there you dude. go, yes. <laughs> What's my name? Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, it is, it is gonna work every time. Okay, okay. Um, other times, you know, I like a, like a hard rock. If, if, again, back if I'm in the gym... And, uh, and I just want to zone out, uh, cause DMX, like, honestly, like it does make you angry. Mm-hmm. And, and again, if it's, if it's a mood booster that I'm looking for, yeah. uh, that'll do the trick. But if I'm in the gym and I'm in the zone anyway, and I just want to take it next level, you know, I'll put some Metallica on or, okay. or, or, or honestly, like more than the late eighties, early nineties rock that yeah. does it for me, uh, all the time. Okay. So... Rarely, ever, if I'm in a situation where I'm working out by myself, is it going to be a mix or is it going to be house or or clubby, like or like a lot of dance?
0: Yeah, Uh, just
1: not my thing to work out. Okay. Um, nothing wrong with it. It just you know doesn't doesn't do it for me. I'd rather be in silence. Okay. I'd honestly rather listen to slow music. Really. Rather than than uh and and purposefully like I have had workouts where you know. Like, I'm gonna go hard and I just don't need a push. And I'll put something mellow.
0: Just that balance, just Just to
1: Just to to have something in the background to to make sure I don't break something. (laughs) 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 Uh, So, in the car, if I'm driving, I do a lot of driving. Okay. Um, I like 90s R&B. Okay. uh, Like, all the time, you know. There is never a bad time. For uh, Joe to see boys to men, Joe man. to see boys to men, uh, SWV, yeah. Total, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, Early, Mary baby, J, Mary J, Anytime. Yeah, uh, there's just never a bad time for that. Yeah, uh, especially if you're in the car because it could go fast and slow. Yeah, uh, I don't, I don't see you know 112. Uh, I'll go, I'll go as early, I'll go as early as new edition. You know, the early new like edition. that's yeah. that's, where, that's the
0: era that I'm from. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, Mr. Telephone Man. Also from Jersey. Yeah, you know, there's nothing wrong. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, no they, were, no, they were from Boston. My bad. They were from Boston. They were from yeah, Boston? Yeah, they were from Boston. Yeah. Right. So, uh, new edition. Uh, you'd still jam to that stuff. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. You know. The stuff they did together. The stuff they did alone. Yeah. Whether it was Ralph yeah. Trespin. I'll go, be, you know, BBD. BBD I'll, yeah. I'll,
1: I'll, I'll, you know, I'll go Ralph. Uh, Johnny Gill. Johnny Gill. You know, Bobby, I mean.
0: Yeah. Johnny Gill was, it's funny because a couple of months back, I was driving down to Kendall long trip from, from Davy all the way down to Kendall, and I just happened to, typically I listen to a podcast or whatever, but nothing, I had listened to all the ones that I had available, and I throw on, I think it was, uh, I don't wanna, I think it was 105, mm-hmm. and um, they're playing Johnny Gill, and it happened to be, I guess, his birthday. Okay. So it was just Johnny Gill, after Johnny, and, I, and then it started bringing back, i was like, oh, this is, yeah, what, uh, like, man, I remember this stuff, like, like this is quality go, music.
1: You just go on and on and on, yeah. you know, you go, um, you could even go like a, like if you look at that like I think my favorite era is like that 112 era. Okay, he sweat.
0: Yeah, you know. sweat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like that era is like that total vibe. Yeah. Where like, it's, it had a lot more uh, hip hop influence than like the beats you were. Know, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Like if I had to pick, that's my favorite. Um, but it all flows, you know. Yeah. Um, I could listen to Michael Jackson anytime. Okay. Uh, and. That in the car, chilling, you know,
0: yeah,
1: uh, anytime, even at home. Like, I'm just, I just want background music, anytime. Like, that and fits. it's all good.
0: It's that fits like, exactly. honestly, there's just no bad stuff, yeah.
1: Uh, I don't feel like there's bad stuff,
0: yeah. Uh,
1: but that era is my favorite, okay. Um, I like uh, the Spanish stuff, okay. Um, I grew up, like, I lived in Puerto Rico when Taguetón first came out, okay. Um, before it was popular, popular, before like it that. is what it is now, yeah. there were like Four guys. There were three, probably. Yeah. Um. And and it was you know it was called underground back then. Okay. And you could literally get a mixtape like like from someone you knew. Yeah, yeah. You know they had recorded it somewhere. So I go all the way way back then like uh that that like I remember the very first bits and pieces of something like they would sample off uh a uh, song. Okay. Or, or uh or some from Shaggy or yeah or, like they would just get whatever they were hearing um from any one of the other islands and they would sample the beats okay. and they would come out and with put their, their own and songs. that was the very very beginning like it was all like that wow so if you like any other reggae song yeah. there was probably a guy or two that had done a you know their own spin their on own it their own version of it and it all started that way wow uh, it, it was a while before they started to come out with their own beats yeah okay um but I've liked it since back then, and there was I, I think when I lived in when I lived up north uh, in New York uh, that I was more ingrained with with, with that culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, I lost a lot of it, okay. a lot of the Spanish stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and honestly, I may have lost it purposefully because looking back at that era now, uh, a lot of the stuff I don't like, I still don't like it. Okay, so I may have lost it on purpose. Yeah, uh, it wasn't like well I don't like this now I'm not going to do it no more. It was. Yeah. It was just a phase, you know. And it just happened to coincide and, at the same
0: time where there wasn't a lot of
1: quality. And and listening to some of that era now, I don't like it mm, either way. Yeah. Um, but then fast forward, you know, um, some of the, the, the later, like, we sing Yandel, like, uh, more recent Daddy Yankee, like... There's a combination of I enjoy the music, yeah. but there's a, man, like, I'm so proud of these guys. Okay, okay. And man, like, it, like it's it's weird to be proud of someone you don't know. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, I remember when, like, they were at the local club, like, trying, trying to get, to try, trying to trying. fill a room full of you people. You know, like, I remember that era. Mm-hmm. And to see them filling stadiums. And, yeah. Like, it's almost like I can't hate them. Whether I liked it or not, I, like, I'm proud yeah. of them, yes. you know? Yeah. Because uh, I grew up watching that. Uh, and to see what it's become like I like a lot of it now. Okay, Um, not not the not the new Spanish track as much Yeah,
0: yeah, I don't I, understand it. I, I don't, <laughs> I'm not sure where they're going and then you start to realize that man news not all music is made for everybody Right, right? and know. I think I'm at a point where this is definitely not
1: made for me and uh, I know it's popular, but it's not my thing man. Um, But again, you know, there's there's room for every, for all of it mm-hmm. but uh, but some of the some of the, I guess, really old school guys that are still grinding, you know, yeah. like Daddy Yankee. Or whatever. Like I really do like all of the music that they're putting out, um, and and I think more than anything, it fills me with like shit. Like I, I saw that happen. Yeah. I saw that movement. You know. Yeah, yeah. From where it was to where it is, and it's like unbelievable sometimes. Like to see to see that the, the number one video on YouTube ever is a daddy yankee video yeah ain't that you something know? it's like crazy to me <laughs> you know it's it's insane yeah uh so so i like that stuff um back in not back in the day like a few years ago uh i used to be really into like salsa and uh um and it was like 24 7 really 24 7 like i was out dancing at underground clubs okay like, like stuff you never hear about and You know, at a ballroom that opened for a few hours, and it's almost like you're getting a fix. Like, wow, you
0: get a text, and I'm sure you weren't the only one. There was hundreds of
1: people. Yeah, like you would get a text and like, oh, tonight at this address, you know, and it was. And the funny part is that looking looking back at it now, you're going because you want to go dance, right? Yeah. And I and in the '80s, I remember you know when people would break dance battle outside. Mm -hmm. It was about the dancing. Yeah. You know, and it wasn't about you know being hard or anything it was like, you know, that that was your heart. Yes. You, know, you could either dance or you couldn't. Exactly. Uh, and and that era reminded me of that. But then looking back at it, I'm like, you know, it was such a clean, fun time. Because nobody was doing anything wrong. Like you would get a text on a Tuesday and be like tonight at this address, 8 PM, uh, and you would go dance and dance with a bunch of people and nobody was trying to hook up with nobody. you just going to dance. dance. You want your fix. Yeah. Like you got you your fix. Get that out all your right, system. Out. Like, all right, Thursday, where's it at? And for a while there, seven nights a week there was somewhere to go. You know, um, so for a long time I was in that scene wow. uh, and I would go, uh, it, it was not crazy on a weekend to fly to New York to go somewhere dancing okay, uh, or to go hey. to a big event in, yeah. in Puerto Rico and be like, all right, for the next five days, there's nonstop dancing at this hotel.
0: Wow. Like, you know, and
1: I was like that hardcore. Wow. Uh, I rarely ever cancel work, but I would cancel work for this, <laughs> like, like, like I would teach a class till 6pm on a Friday. And, and take whatever I had on me, go to Fort Lauderdale, jump on a plane, go wherever, dance all night, Man. you know, dance the next day, come back half asleep, like, and it was nonstop dancing. Wow. So that was a really good time.
0: So you, would you say you got your, what was it, your, your 10,000 hours? Oh did yeah. You, did you clock oh, in 10,000 yeah. hours? I clock in a lot of hours.
1: <laughs> a lot of hours and a lot of steps.
0: Yeah, that's oh. wild.
1: And, I, and same thing, you know, I really enjoyed it. And I took classes with so many different people to mm-hmm. learn more. Yeah, you know, like martial arts. So you start learning from. Yeah, so I took classes from anybody that, that I could. You know, and I and I really got into it. Um, and then like anything else, you know, we move on to the next phase. But the things that stay true. Uh, uh, if we go back to hip hop, you know, the my 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 first love for hip hop was not BMX love like not like i want to work out like yeah. love for hip-hop was like wu-tang and and uh okay um, solid start and Nas and yeah and uh and rakim and uh-huh. you know like that's you know uh i have a buddy that, that was from yonkers you know and and he was living in puerto rico and i was and you know that's what we would that's what we would jam to you know yeah and and no one knew what that was that was like the soundtrack yeah, to a lot was, of the... that was a soundtrack to a lot of stuff you yeah know? Uh, and that trend, and probably because I grew up there, that probably is why I like R and B so much. Okay, uh, because that hip hop was more like that. Like yeah, could, those could easily yeah, it went hand know, in hand. They went hand in hand, mm-hmm. um, but that's my era. Like that's that's.
0: That's my shit. Dope, dope. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that because I'm going to take that as the segue to get into the the portion where I play a song for you. Okay. And I'm glad you brought up the hip hop. So we're going to play this song and we're going to come back and we're going to hear Raphael's opinions on the song. Let me know what he thinks. It might spark memories. He might have heard it. He might not have heard it. But we'll get all that information when we come back. You guys stay tuned. Bruce Beats and Easter podcast, we just heard LL Cool J's "Jingling Baby. Uh, back in the day, one of my favorite songs back in the day, LL Cool J. Um, Ralph, what did you think?
1: Back to, you know, back to that era. Like, okay. you know, LL was a staple, yeah. you know, back then. Um, that definitely brings back a lot of memories. Okay. Um, but, like I was saying before, like, even with LL, like, I remember... The first wave of LL. Yes. You know? Yeah, when he was um, a young kid, yeah. you were going to
0: Def Jam and coming out with the first song. The, was it radio? Um, uh, remember, uh, what was the name of that movie? The Crush Groove? No. Crush Groove. Crush Groove. Yeah, Crush Groove. You know, yeah. like, I'm from that era. Yeah. But to
1: see that transition that he's gone through. Yeah. You know, from, from that rapper, um, even through through all of the stuff that he's done, and now he's in movies and shows. TV and, shows, yeah. You know, just to see... Again, to see somebody grow up and, and transition through all of that, you know. Yeah, witness it's, that. It's super cool. But the music is timeless. Yes. You know. Yeah,
0: and that makes me wonder. You mentioned timeless. That makes me wonder. It's like a lot of times I li- I know the music nowadays isn't geared towards me. I'm not 20, 20 right. 22, 23. Um, some of it, some of it, I do understand. I feel, I understand. Like I could, I could vibe to. Um, but I'm, I, m- what I'm interested in is, is any of that timeless? Like, I mean, only time will tell, but.
1: That's the thing, right? Like, like I've had that conversation a few times. Like, mm. I remember growing up and hearing the same things that were that we say now. Like, oh, music isn't what it used to be. Yeah, yeah. you know. Like, I heard that every like every decade. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, and whether it was in the '80s with rap or or even some of what isn't even really that hard, but at that time was hard rock. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah
1: you know, with, which was so controversial back then and yeah. right now, is
0: like. Yeah, you know, it, it makes sense. <laughs> it it pales in comparison right. to what so, you're nowadays.
1: So when you, when you start having that conversation of, is that timeless? Um, you're right, only time will tell. You me know? So. But, but I can tell you a lot of, maybe, maybe what makes it timeless, is it makes it timeless for you. Cause it, situation, it, it, it's a situation, the, at the time you heard it, right, what it, was going on in your life. Part of the soundtrack of your life. Yeah, you know? and it brings so, you back to of that Of course place. it's timeless, you know. Yeah. All it does is bring back memories. Like, none of the 50s stuff is timeless for me because it doesn't do nothing, you know. Yeah. I like a lot of 70s disco because I like that genre of music. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't bring anything back. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but you can go, like, early 80s, you know, Shaka Khan. Oh, yeah. You know, and when Breaking the Movie came out, like, yeah. that brings out for me. Like, early ice tea, like... Correct. That brings that time up. Yeah. So, yeah. You could play that now, and I'll be like, man, that's so cool. Yeah. But it's because it's part of my my. Yeah. No. Nope. Somebody else might not have that same. Somebody else might listen to it. And be like what? Like what is this? <laughs> <laughs> so I wonder if what makes it timeless is that individuality of it's timeless for me. The listeners. It was part of the you know it's part of that soundtrack.
0: Yeah. You know. Dope. Yeah, but it's, it's for me true. definitely.
1: So <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I asked and I wonder it too, and I'm and I've been interested to see years down the line to see and I know that um, there's been some artists that have come out within the last I say ten years and they came out real strong and they're real pie, and everybody loved them and they were like, Oh, this is the next one and then they like they fell they off. Fade. And I, I don't know if that has something, that if that goes hand in hand with the fact that a lot of artists now and I'm speaking specifically like in the hip hop side of thing or the rap side of thing mm-hmm. where You hear a lot of artists in interviews they say oh no i just i i don't really like hip-hop like this i just this is what i do right i don't oh do you work oh no, yeah i just i i write something or i I just say whatever comes to my head and it's like but they don't have there's no pride they like they don't take pride in it so i'm wondering business i guess that's my yeah exactly or it's a means to get to another uh, place in life mm-hmm. you know they want to actually be in movies but right. they figured that you know the, the the door was open on this end and i just i'm a character and back I wanted- to the
1: to the la fitness analogy it's like you know they're trying to sign people up they don't really care if you're actually working out or losing weight or or yeah. whatever it's just a means to an end you know yes um but i think that it that if you look at you know all the one hit wonders and and uh all the people that come out that, that have like questionable things that catch mm-hmm. uh it it pales in comparison to, you know, you. I mean, you could you could go through any era, even some of the newer kids, yeah. And you could put Biggie on at any party, yeah, and yeah, part, yeah. You know, yeah. That that's that not change. gonna change. That's that's <laughs> timeless. You know, transcending genres, and mm-hmm. you know, it it just is. You can't say that a lot about a lot of other people, um, but there are certain things that are just. You know, yeah. That are just like that. Yeah, know?
0: like you said, it's staples. There's yeah. there's stuff that no matter where you're at, whatever situation. I I
1: didn't realize till the other day, uh, and and not comparing it musically, comparing it more in that timeless conversation. Yeah. Uh, how old? Oh yeah, is uh, Usher and Lil Jon? Uh, like yeah. that song is old. old. Yeah. You know, but that song can. Anytime, like if they played it on the raid probably go to number one again. Like, yeah, you know, it's just like, it doesn't have an era. Yeah. Like, you know, like music like that, I don't see now. There's nothing it's, that makes you feel that way.
0: That you know, if you listen Get to off, it down like, the line, you're not going to it, it was off. the other day I was looking, I'm like, I wonder when this song is from. It's like, shh, shh, shh. like, <laughs> so like 2004, yeah, 2005, like, or something like that. Crazy. <laughs> and you'll still hear it, and people still gravitate to it. That's People still that's what gravitate what saying. to it. exactly. People still <laughs> gravitate to it. Dope. So we got Raphael's opinion on jiggling Baby. He told you about um, the times he goes to the Lens to Dance Salsa underground. I didn't even know that was a thing, but this is where we're learning things on this podcast. It happens every once in a while. Uh, He talked to you about his workout situation, what music goes there, his driving situation, what music goes there, and uh, and a little bit of everything. So with that, we talked beats. We did the brews. All that's left is to meet you guys on the other side and discuss Eats. L head Ed, Raphael Moret. It's not just boot camp, the workout. We're here. Yeah. Yeah. Good food. So what you eating now? Catfish, that. Beats and Eats the Podcast, I'm Old Head Ed, I'm joined this week by Raphael Moret, um, coach, fitness coach, nutritionist, um, and uh, with that, I guess when we're talking nutrition, I know we talked a little bit about the different plans, different meals, what you should, what you, what you should eat and what you should eat, because there's really nothing you shouldn't eat, um, but we're going to leave all that business stuff in the first segment, right now we're going to get into what Raphael likes to eat. Raphael, what do you eat what do you find yourself eating most? Favorite food? Or what's it? something that you can't live without? Right now these pretzels are real good. <laughs> Man. Snyders! <laughs> Snyders, cut the check. <laughs> yeah, Snyder's a panover. <laughs>
1: um, you know, as a it, it, it's a really interesting thing if I, if I'm gonna be honest, because mm-hmm. as a parent now. I find myself watching all the things my kids don't want to eat and struggling with not repeating all the things that you hear like you have to do this and you have to do that and Mm. and uh, and I struggle with that because I remember being in the same situation like I grew up and I only wanted to eat certain things and I had my my vices as a kid and 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 the people like whether my grandma or my aunt whoever would give me what I wanted but my mom would always make me eat certain things, okay. you know. And now that I teach people how to eat, you know, I see all the flaws with that. Um, but one of the things that always sticks out is that growing up, uh, rice and beans is a staple in you know in, in Puerto Rican food or Latin food for that matter. Uh, and I hate it. Like I hate. Really. It. Like I could eat white rice and ketchup, like.
0: Before you put beans?
1: Like, no, no, no. like that was a thing. Like, oh, okay. You wanted me to eat, you better put ketchup on that rice. Cause <laughs> that's all that was happening. Uh, but beans on it, like that was just gross. Like, yeah. it was disgusting. You know, I would, wouldn't would do it. Like we, they would make me sit at the table for hours. Like, you know, you have to eat this, you know? Yeah. i like, but why, I'm like, you know, I would never say, well, why do I have to eat this? You know? But now I'm like, why would you make someone do something? Like, it? but whatever. But as I got older, like getting into high school, Uh, that's what they serve in the cafeterias, you know, in high school. It wasn't PB&J in Puerto Rico. It was rice and beans. Really? Okay. You know, it's actually cheaper than than a PB&J or a burger. Uh, and every day we had rice and beans and, and I honestly started to enjoy it, you know? Okay. And, and high school was a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, and I love rice and beans to this day more than anything. Like, you know, I could eat white rice and black beans, red beans, pink beans, dinner, lunch, breakfast, like it doesn't make a difference to yeah. uh, I go Like if you ask me to, oh, where do you want to go out, I'm probably going to pick a place with rice and beans. Like, beans yeah. like that's just my preference. you yeah. know? But I struggle with the favorite food conversation okay. because a lot of times when people talk about their favorite foods, they think of the one meal, like, mm. you know, like I like a good lasagna.
0: Yeah.
1: But I wouldn't eat lasagna every day, you know, yeah. it's just. It's one of my favorite things. I just wouldn't eat it every day. Yeah. So then it's like, well, is it really a favorite then? You know, because rice <laughs> and beans can go down. Like even bad rice and beans, I yeah. will have. You know, okay. the generic stuff at at, uh, at any of the chains. Yeah. So we don't name names. You know. <laughs> 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 I was
0: gonna go um, alehouse, House, but anyway. <laughs> uh.
1: But uh. But yeah, like you know, I I love all of it, and and I, at this stage. I think that, you know, it's if I got home every day and that's all that was on the plate, it would be a wonderful life. Yeah. You know? Uh, And now that I help people with their eating and I see all these patterns and and behaviors, it's interesting to see how, back to the habits, back to just doing things habitually. Yeah. There are so many more habits ingrained than actual thoughts, you know? So. Same conversation, you know. People people talk about oh, this is my favorite restaurant. You know, you talk about what's your favorite restaurant. It's so, all oh, this place over here. And I'm like, oh, do you go all the time? Like, no, I've only been there once. You know, <laughs> but uh, but you'll go to Ale House twice a week or three times a week. I won't even consider it or, or as a default. It. Yeah, you know? yeah. And and it's like, well, if you're at Ale House, you know, even if it's twice a month, mm-hmm. and you've been to this place once in the last year. That ain't your favorite place, you know?
0: know?
1: And it's not, and and it isn't even a money thing. It's a, is it your favorite place or not thing? Yeah. Uh, So I've had that conversation with a lot of people because what makes it your favorite? Is it Mm -hmm. your favorite because you had a good experience that time? And I was gonna, that's what I was thinking of. Or or is it the kind of food that you could just eat all, like I wouldn't want fried chicken all the time. I wouldn't want a burger all the time. Like I love a good burger. but if but if you know, you had a gun to my hand and you're like, You got one choice here. You know, you're gonna make this choice forever. forever. Like it's a no brainer. Yeah. Like, right. It's a no brainer. <laughs> uh, and, and and I do like a variety of things. Um, and while I do like a variety of things, they're they're all situational.
0: Back to the yes. you know, depending the on the season theme that we're of this episode. In. Yeah.
1: Uh, that's definitely the underlying theme. Like right now, situationally, before you got here, I had you know ground bison and sweet potato okay a bland ground bison and sweet potato (laughs) you know but that is the situation that i'm in and that is the season that i'm in and all of the food that i'm eating now is geared toward a goal um and that supersedes everything okay you know so right now that goal supersedes my palate my whatever there's a time and a place yeah uh and and just like anything else i the, the goal is going to dictate the rest of my behaviors because the goal is important and the goal is, is, is something that I want to attain. Okay. So I will modify all of the other behaviors to contribute to that goal. All right. As opposed to unconsciously letting my habits dictate how I do things just because
0: it's, it's part of the routine. Grabbing for know? the and the. In the in right, October. like, you know, catching it. Yeah.
1: You know, and, and even earlier today, I was teaching a class. Uh, and everyone thought that we were going to finish that class with a particular thing, mm. uh, because we have in the past. Yeah. And they didn't hear what I said, but habitually that still <laughs> happens. <laughs> we haven't we haven't figured that one out. <laughs> but, uh, but out of habit, but out of habit, you know, and I caught it. Mm. I said they all went for the same thing, you know. <laughs> and I said to them, I said that's how people eat. You habitually just make the same choices. You know, even the people that think they have a lot of variety in their life with food, you're eating the same three or four foods. Yeah, you know, you yeah. think that they're all different, you're varying, like, you like, uh, unless you are conscious, back to the, being conscious, consciously making choices that are extremely different, or opposing, or yeah. or you're like, you know, experimenting with your palate and flip, you're eating the same three or four things, yeah. you know, over and over, because it's habitually easier, you know, there's things that you enjoy, there's things that you want. And those become part of your staple, and then that makes me question: Are those things that you like and want your favorite things? You know, or are you even putting effort into that? Yeah. Are you even making the things that you're picking and choosing habitually the things that you actually want, or is it just you're just caught up in yeah, this yeah. giant routine? You know, like <laughs> unplug fun. yourself from the matrix. It's for so a second, wild. Bro. Yeah,
0: It makes a lot mm. of sense. <laughs> so,
1: I think about that a lot uh, because. Again, I talk about food with people all day long and habits and behaviors. Yeah. But even within my own, like I can tell you, uh, like I've been dieting down for a while, and, and the palate starts to mess with your head. Yeah, you know. Um, and and again, I don't think that there are bad foods, but there are goals, and there are things that will support that goal, right? Like so it. so last night, man, like I don't like Taco Bell, but we were <laughs> close. We were so close. <laughs> Like, it was, I, I, it was either midnight or close to, and we were at home, we were both hungry, and we were like, not hungry for a piece of steak. Like, not yeah. like, all right, so let's just grill up a steak, you know, we're hungry. Yeah. Like, we wanted to, like, you know, it was Taco Bell, like, you better fall asleep fast, because,
0: <laughs>
1: you know, and, and then it's that. It's like, you know, do you, do you give in? Yeah. And then how many times does somebody give in at the easiest temptation? Yeah. You know, you're like, oh, look, the light's on at Krispy Kreme. Yeah. it doesn't mean you got to go through. Yeah. <laughs> That's not what it's that not, light It's not means. the bad symbol. It's not, it's not the bad symbol. You don't have to show up. <laughs> right. So I I see a lot more of that mm-hmm. these days with a lot of people. It's just, they just habitually do the same things over and over. Yeah. Um, and even things that are as simple as what do you enjoy eating become... Not even like you're not even thinking about it. You just yeah. Grew, you know whatever yeah. you grew up eating that your mom said you should. Have. Do you
0: enjoy it? Just are you just that, you you just, that long? Right.
1: Are, did you put? You know, and and it's so funny because people don't even put effort into that. Mm. Like there's so little effort into. Well, what do you like to eat?
0: Yeah. Ah,
1: whatever I'll eat whatever. Like no like take take five minutes. Yeah. Think to it. chop up something to make it taste good. Yeah. You know? yeah. Like or, or pick a different barbecue sauce, whatever. Yeah. But I think that people even disregard. That like, it's true. Like, just enjoy the food that you want, or or even if you're going out, like, oh, let's just go here. You know, mm. we know what we're getting. You yeah. know, it's like, <laughs> really, like, yeah. you know, I, like, listen, we've done it too. We do it all the time, and 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 literally, we say that. It's like, you know what? If we go here, at least we know what we're gonna get. Yeah. You know, and I will rarely ever, and I don't, I don't like to say never. So that's what I'm saying. Rarely ever go to a new place to eat if I'm hungry, mm. because you never know. Yeah. If I'm hungry and I'm going out to eat, I'm going to a familiar place yeah. that I know what I'm gonna get and, and I'm gonna enjoy it and, and, and I'll go, you know, I, I like the place, but I won't go venture off to a new place. You set if, yourself up for disappointment, quite possibly. Right, and it's like, all right, so I guess we're going to McDonald's after this, you know? <laughs> like, you know like, what was the point? So yeah. I like to go to new places where, you know, when when I can taste a lot of things yeah. and, and uh, as long as my appetite is, is under control, uh in terms of like i'm not emaciated like, oh my god i, haven't eaten since noon. Yeah, I need to get something in i mind. need to get something like bring some bread or something yeah you know um then i'll go to the defaults okay like i know this place i know that place you know uh, but for the most part i think that we all unconsciously just pick whatever
0: yeah you know, and we're okay with it it's true You know. speaking of places so if we're gonna stick with rice and beans what's a place you would recommend Oof. That has a solid like oh. a rice and beans where you're like, Yeah, this is it. I know we've talked about like some places we're not gonna mention no names, we're not gonna mention names unless they're gonna, yeah, cut <laughs> <laughs> a <kinda> check, yeah, cut <laughs> <laughs> a check. Uh, where they don't have they're not on point, but what's a place where you find where the, the, I'll tell the rice you, and beans so, are? So, so
1: you know, I don't, I don't like to deviate from, from trains of thought, so it's about the situation, okay, you know, yes. uh, situational. It, you know, and not the Jersey Shore situation. Okay? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> that is definitely not. No, it. no. But it is situational because I've been known to drive somewhere for a good cup of coffee. Like, okay. Like, if I'm down to do something, the then, then I'm gonna go. But um, if you're looking for a good place, like, uh, and all beans are different. Puerto Rican beans and Cuban beans are different, yes. you know? Yes. Um, I think the Cubans call it more like a soup, the way we make it in Puerto Rico. Okay. So, uh, Dominican beans are different, yeah. you know. So there's there's two spots that I've been to recently. Uh, one's in Hollywood. Uh, it just opened. It's a new Puerto Rican restaurant in downtown Hollywood across the, from Spice. El um, Bayou, it's a long-ass name. Like, okay. Uh, but I was there a couple weeks ago, and their rice and beans was on point. Nice. Um, even if I'm going somewhere that I'm not getting rice and beans, I order it, just taste mm-hmm. it if it's a new Latin place. Yeah, just to see Uh, what they're Just to see if it's gonna be on my my repertoire, like, you know, (laughs) it's a go-to place. Um, There is a place in, uh, I think it's Oakland Park. It's North Fort Lauderdale, it's not Oakland Park. Uh, La Empanada Loca. Uh, It's a little hole in the wall. Uh, Not so new of a Puerto Rican place, but still new. Yeah. Uh, Their rice and beans are like homemade. Like banging, you know. Like authentic. Uh, uh, official dishes like grandma made it nice, you know, legit. Um, if I'm not looking to venture off too far, uh, but I still want to get a good rice and beans, uh, here in Hialeah uh, El Rinconcito is like Cuban Puerto Rican, okay. Uh, you can't go wrong, okay. You know, you just can't go wrong, yeah. Like, any bean, red bean, black beans, uh, lentils, like whatever, nice, they do it right, okay, like, they do it right. Um, it's got good. Like I don't like to go somewhere and they took the beans out of the can and put salt and pepper on it. Like yeah. I want to know that you took some time and yes. chopped some peppers up, yeah, yeah, some good. onions, you know, a little a little piece of ham in there. Yeah. Um, so they do it right there. Um, but like I said, listen, if I'm pressed for time and I'm hungry and I can't get to one of those places, I'll drop into any of the uh, like rotisserie places. Yeah. Granja like or Rasa or whatever. And I'll get chicken, white rice, and black beans there, and they don't have flavor. Like, we're done. Yeah. You know. Uh, I'm not a big fan of the beans at, like, uh, uh, chicken kitchen or, or the, the Chop places. Yeah. Uh, that's not their forte. Mm-hmm. So, so you can't expect that. <laughs> so uh, won't go that route. Mm-hmm. Um, and other than that, like, I've been to a few places that are, you know, just... Kind of the same you know you go to the chains like like areta or, mm-hmm. or las vegas you know yeah. again good you know but no need to go out of your way and be like all right i gotta go to this place exactly you know uh if it's close and i'm hungry and, and the mood is right you know which for rice and beans it always is yeah uh I, I have no problem you know but uh but get up and drive and i'm like this is where we're going those two spots are, are definitely okay. on
0: the agenda. Dope, dope. I have to check them out. I'll definitely check them out. Um, oh, I can't forget 4:41. Uh, um,
1: El típico, pollo típico. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Griffin
0: at 4:41. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. I know that spot too. Yeah. Like, Um, Definitely, if you're going to eat there, get the food to go. My my peoples, when it comes, and I think I said it before here, but my peoples, when they come to like service, oh my God. We Dominicans have a lot to work on when it comes to like table service. Um, But the food is good. But the food is great. The food is great. Uh, Definitely. um, Yeah, that's a a solid spot too. I haven't been to
1: that new place in, in North Miami with the big Puerto Rican flag. That, that's like across the, the whole building. It's a new spot. Um, I, I, and, and it sucks that I can't even remember the name, but everyone's been there. Like it's, they, uh, they painted the flag on the building. Really? And they got in a bunch of trouble because some people were offended over the big Puerto Rican flag. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> They're you know,
0: taking over. <laughs> I'm sure it's offensive.
1: Yeah, I know. Uh, but uh, I forget. Is it's, that, it's, is it's that like our... an actor and a real well-known Puerto Rican chef. Um, that made it. It's on... I, I think it or No, I think it's on US... Is it US 1? I think it's on US 1. Okay. Um, but I haven't been there yet. Really? Um, okay. Even though I hear it's good. All you know, right. Just a me drive me. someday.
0: Just me when me you me have the, t- the time and the hankering for <laughs> some beans. When
1: I have there, the calories. You know? there, there
0: you go. There you, you know. go. Speaking of calories, um, last but not least, uh, desserts. Are you a sweet to, more of a Sometimes, you know. Okay. Uh, it's
1: never my... Like I have to have something sweet, yeah. but if I'm if, if I'm at a place and and you know and there's a good flung or okay. you know I'm down with that. There you go. Um, there is there's actually I, I we we've been to uh, Doctor Limon down here. Uh, there's a few. There's one here in Miami Lakes. There's one in Weston. Okay, um, it's a Peruvian place. All right, and they make a uh, like a rich
0: chocolate cake with layers of dulce de leche. Uh, and they serve it with a scoop of vanilla. Dr. Limon. Like Dr. Lemon. Yeah. Or Dr. Lime. I guess that would be. Dr. Lime, yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: It is killer. And Peruvian food is great. Like, the
0: places, you know. Uh, there's one place definitely that I'm, I am I want to try, but I am so, like, intimidated. It's the um, Bocas Grill. Oh. Uh, oh. Uh, I'm still so disappointed with that place. Oh, okay. All right. The disappointment okay. was so
1: grand because okay. the pictures on Instagram look... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, wow, okay. look at this and look at that. Um, and we took Brie for her birthday because she wanted to go. She okay. wanted one of those big, Sunday combination. With- and, it, and honestly, when the presentation came, it looked great. It's just not my thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but the steaks there look great. And the...
0: Yeah. The, the, the fried foods and the, all, it all looks delicious. I haven't been... Man, okay. That's A lot it. of sizzle. <laughs> A lot of sizzle. You know?
1: Oh, uh, man. Definitely, definitely. And again, maybe I went on a bad day. Yeah, the situation, the wasn't, situation just wasn't right. right. It, it, which uh, is possible. But I am not going back. You okay. Know, because <laughs> if I wanted a steak, I, there are a bunch of places I'd rather go.
0: But but definitely, uh, the reason I mentioned that was the Peruvian thing, but definitely the spot you're talking about with, the, with the, the chocolate cake, with the dulce de leche in between.
1: You got to go there. It's, you got to go. You got to get the, um, they have the tostones. And they make it with like a, like a crab meat. Uh, have you had Peruvian food? Yes, yes. Okay, so you know it. Like it's a, it's a mayo-y sauce. That so I've they had. take that and they, they mix the crab meat with that. Okay. And they put it on the tostones. I mean, it is ridiculous. Wow. Like I'd go there just for that if I had calories for that. Wow. But, you know, and I will. You know. Th- yes, yes. But uh, I would go for that and the freaking chocolate cake. I'd... Down two orders myself. Like,
0: you know, <laughs> Visit the conference definitely.
1: Like if if it was a uh, Friday night or Saturday night, and I'm like, let's go, let's go to town. Yes, that place is on the top of the list, you know,
0: for nice. sure, for right. sure. And what's the name of that place again? Doctor Limón. Doctor Limón. That's right. Doctor Limón. I think they have there. like eight locations. The, la- the one, one is in Weston. There's one like right here,
1: in Miami Lakes, and there's and there's definitely one in Weston.
0: Okay. Damn. Yeah. So uh not much of a street sweet tooth, but flying will call your attention every once in a while. It's not something that you chase down. And uh, and man you put me on to a chocolate. I'm not even a big fan of chocolate, but just the sounds of chocolate no, it's, with Lucilla Lecture means me is I mean, if you're looking for a
1: quick bite go to misha's cupcakes anytime like okay that'll do you win but they yeah. don't have any macros on their food so i can't justify it ah, you know, that okay think, yeah that like, could, that I don't could know. be uh... it's so tricky
0: yeah. I start to
1: guesstimate how many calories yeah. are
0: in it <laughs> that'll throw but, everything but, off that'll
1: throw your life away <laughs> in. so dope
0: yeah so we we did it we um we accomplished it um we sat down Raphael sat down with us we talked uh his beginnings um where he's at now when it comes to fitness nutrition and everything in between, uh, we had him sample the beers. He told you what he liked, uh, where everything sat, and what situation was right for each one. We got into the music. We talked about situations in music, uh, working out, uh, dancing, uh, riding in a car, and we wrapped it up with food and rice and beans. Definitely the staple. Um, give you a couple of different spots where you can go check it out at uh, we didn't get into protein but i guess that's interchangeable cuz the rice and beans is it's it's the uh it's own thing. It's, its own thing it's like it's, it's on that pedestal so oh and then and you put me on to the whole favorite thing. I'm going to have to go come, come back and listen to this cuz it makes it makes so much sense. Yeah. It but nobody ever considers that aspect of that perspective on favorite foods and people's favorite foods and yeah. how we become conditioned or programmed and to say something is our favorite without actually giving it any thought. Right, really. You know? and that's going to change the thing a little bit the way I question people when they come on the show and have to your <laughs> favorite food like, what do you really mean i got to wait a minute, let me stop you let me stop you there you really before. thought about that yes we I mean, considered everything dope <laughs> Bruce Beats needs the podcast old head Ed, you want to give him the uh, the socials again one, one yeah more you can find us uh,
1: Mr. Bootcamp Mr. underscore Bootcamp on IG uh, it's Raphael underscore Moret on Twitter uh, theworkout.world uh, also on IG Uh, And then all of those and and any South Florida Bootcamp uh, on Facebook. And I I think it's the same on Snapchat or I whatever go on. Yeah. Uh, Got a bunch of messages from those. (laughs)
0: But
1: but I'm always, like, most of the time on IG uh, and then 50-50 Facebook, Twitter, uh,
0: and everything kind of overlaps. Again, the home base is Hialeah Gardens. Seven days a a week. There's really no excuse for you not to get in here and try it out. Um, they, you can find out about the hours, the more you go into it, look, at, look on Google, uh, do your searches and whatnot. Um, my man, a long time coming and as always, it's a Thank pleasure it. and um, definitely look forward to it. Also, check his podcast. It's yeah. not just boot the, the Show, that's it. Uh, new format, he's got a co-host now, he's doing big things. There's a visual component which I always joke around about on this podcast <laughs> when things happen. And it's like, if I had a visual component, you would see the expression or the. You know, so soon come. um, I think I gotta get a research and development department first, um, because we don't have a fact checker. So that's why I say a lot of times, it's like, don't take whatever I say as the gospel, because I'm trying to figure it out. You might learn something, I might learn something. You gotta get some AI. Yes, yeah, like Something, Watson, yeah. That, that computer by IBM where he, like, stops me and then he'll correct me. <laughs> there you me. go. That'll be dope. I'll be like, and then, I, and then it'll become his show and then we we'll would be controlled by robots. <laughs> there you go. Whole <laughs> other episode. Bruce Beats and East the Podcast. Amo am Thank you for joining us. Raphael Moret, thank you for being here and uh, speaking with me and opening up your place to me. That's, this is dope. Anytime, brother. We'll do Excellent. Again. we catch you guys on the other side.